This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. So I would like to start this episode today by saying that I received an email from a listener, and this is the email. I don't know exactly when this started, but at some point before high school, I became terrified of doing any kind of public speaking. I didn't overcome the fear at an earlier age, so it continued into college. I stayed away from any class where I thought I would have to give a presentation or participate in any sort of group discussion. Today, I often stay away from dinner parties or events where I think I might be required to speak in public. Sometimes when I'm sitting in a classroom and I have a question, I review it in my mind 20 times before actually asking it, just to be sure I don't sound stupid when I say it. I know this is completely emotional and I desperately want to stop feeling this constant anxiety. How can I come out of it? Thank you, M. Support for the public speaker comes from Audible.com. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 downloadable titles, including all types of literature and including titles from hosts from the Quick and Dirty Tips team. I'm heading for vacation and I am looking forward to listening to several audiobooks because I love the convenience. You can listen while you're walking on the beach, you can listen while you're in the car, you can listen while you're on the plane. It's really a great way to enjoy audiobooks. For public speaker listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. Our book club last night met, in fact, they met here at my house, and we discussed the book The Storyteller by Jody Picot. That was an incredibly good book. And in fact, I just looked to see the reviews. I think there's over 4,000 reviews, and it's a five-star review. That's pretty amazing. It's a book inside of a book inside of a book. Really, really interesting book. So that's The Storyteller by Jody Picot. To download that audiobook for free or another one of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. Well, I've done two episodes on handling speakers' anxiety. In fact, they're very popular episodes. And last year, I read a book called Speaking Up Without Freaking Out by Matt Abrahams. And I interviewed him on my other podcast, Smart Talk. I really liked Matt, and I really liked his book. And I felt like he covered several ideas that I haven't talked about in this episode or in the podcast before. So I invited him to be my very first interview podcast here with QDT. So welcome, Matt, to the show. Thanks. I'm really, really happy to be here. So, Matt, you told me a story about a 72-year-old woman who came to one of your seminars. Can you tell me that story again? Sure. I I vividly remember it as if it was yesterday. I I met a 72-year-old woman who came to one of my public speaking management workshops that I was teaching. She came up to me before we'd begun, and she, she told me her story. When she was a young girl in high school, she had to give a presentation in front of her entire English class. And when she finished, her professor told her that her speech was awful, among the worst that he had ever heard. And this experience deeply affected her. She made life choices that would reduce the likelihood that she would ever have to speak in public again. And she told me that her big impetus to get over this fear had to do with the fact that she had been asked to give a toast at her granddaughter's wedding. And she said, before I die, I want to make sure that I'm able to get up and give a presentation with confidence. 
Well, I'm positive because I know the end of the story that you were able to help her. And I'm glad that she got the help from you because, like I said, your book is really beneficial. I recommend it to my clients all the time. And I think it's great because there's so many techniques and strategies that we know from research really can help people. And in your book, you talk about 50 different techniques. And today we can, of course, talk about all of them. But I'd like to highlight the top five, those that you found to be the most successful. Uh, happy to share. You know, my book does cover 50 techniques because everybody's different and some techniques work better for some people and, and it's really about finding the technique that works for you. You know, and I like, like you, I recommend that we try several different te techniques out to figure out which one works best for us. And if one works, great, keep with it, hone it, practice it. And if it doesn't, find another one that works. But if I had to pick uh, my top five, in general, I'd say I would have to go with first greeting your anxiety. That is to acknowledge that it's normal and natural. To do deep breathing, that helps with our response that our body has to anxiety. To really focus uh, on the present moment, take a present orientation to the experience. Reframe the speaking as a conversation, not as a performance. And then finally, to, to use visualization. Right. I agree that people tend to get nervous for different reasons and in different contexts. So I think that different techniques can help with different situations. And even for myself, I get anxious in different situations and different techniques help at different times. So you started by talking about one which I thought was interesting called greeting your anxiety. Hello, anxiety. Nice to see you again. <laughs> or maybe nice, not so nice to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So this, this technique is one that comes from research into mindfulness, and it's this notion of that our body has a natural physical reaction to anxiety when it's under threat. You know, your heart rate increases, you begin to perspire, your mouth gets dry, and we just have to remind ourselves that this is a normal, typical reaction to that, that threat and the fear that comes with it. Your body is just doing what it normally does when something displeasing happens. Right. When I get nervous, I, I tend to breathe really fast or I don't get enough breath so I can't get a full sentence out. I talk more, more quickly and my stomach starts to turn. That's right. And, and you are not alone. Most of us have those experiences. And the, the trick is to avoid giving them greater significance. Just greet the anxiety. Just say to yourself, uh, here are those feelings again. Of course, I'm feeling this way. I'm about to do something of significance and consequence. And it's important. Right. I've heard that referred to, you said mindfulness. I've also heard diffusion, observing what's going on in the moment, recognizing that it's just normal. And I like to think of it sort of like a sports commentator. In my head, I hear, Lisa, here are those feelings again, and you're not breathing fully, and your stomach is a knots. And it kind of pulls me out of the situation and makes me feel more in control. Is that weird? <laughs> not, well, maybe hearing yourself as a sports commentator, <laughs> but... But right, you're exactly right. To, to by observing your reaction and, and giving yourself a little space between what you're feeling and the actual experience, it allows you to have more sense of control. It enables you to ask yourself helpful questions rather than living within that anxiety. And by taking this non-judgmental space and place, it allows you to get a sense of agency and control and focus on what you're trying to do, that is give a presentation. So let's move on to the second one, deep breathing. 
Sure. It's a very helpful technique, and, and you hear this one a lot. But if it really is to help you, you really need to take the time to do it properly. There's a ton of scientific information about why this helps. But briefly, what deep breathing does is it provides more oxygen, and it allows you to calm that heart rate down. It, it actually suppresses the neurochemicals that we're releasing. So you say we have to do it correctly. So what does that mean? So first, what I recommend everybody does is get yourself into a position that you're comfortable with. And we want to breathe in through our nose and out through our mouth. You want to keep your vocal cords moist so you swallow a few extra times, too. So how do you remember that it's through the nose and out through the mouth? Do you have a little mnemonic to help us with that? Well, so I actually use a visualization and I do some counting. So I actually, as I inhale through the nose, I, en I envision bringing in mist or fog. So I actually see it coming in and going down through into my lungs and expanding my abdomen. I also like to count to seven. So a slow inhalation on a seven count, holding the breath for a seven count and then releasing. Simply concentrating on the numbers can really help you focus on the breathing and uh, helps you avoid any external thoughts that might get in the way. That's great. So I've talked about breathing before too, but I think some of the ideas you just mentioned are really great, it's particularly the visualization part of it. I think that does help with the breathing. I like to think about my stomach being a balloon and pressing out using the balloon, the balloon process or the balloon idea. In any case, I'd love to go through the rest of these in detail, but we're not going to have enough time, unfortunately. So can you just give us perhaps like a brief explanation of the remainder and maybe go into just one of them in detail? Sure. Thank you for the opportunity. You know, they're all important to me. But if I had to recommend one, I would, I would focus on being in the present moment. If you're concerned about future outcomes, you're more likely to be nervous, putting too much pressure on yourself, worried about the potential negative outcomes of what could happen. So instead of focusing on yourself, focus on your audience. What do they need to learn from, from you at this moment? Why is it important for them? Right. So don't focus on ourself. Focus on the future outcomes. Focus on the value that you're offering in that particular moment. And by focusing on other people, hopefully your concern shifts. And if you're giving a presentation and the idea is that you're helping the company or helping the listeners, and then it takes away the concern from yourself. You're not focusing in on yourself. That's right. So, so you're, you're probably going to be much more comfortable. The spotlight is not just on you. It's on the audience you're speaking to. And to, to try to think of this as a conversation with your listeners and what, as well. Thinking about the present only and reframing the presentation as a conversation really help you as a speaker. And it really gets to the next two points I'd love to talk about, uh, which, which has to do with uh, visualization. So I definitely want to talk about visualization because I think that's a very important technique. But I do have to say that a lot of people, when they think of visualization, they think of that Brady Bunch episode, the one that I'm sure we most of us have seen where Marsha has to speak in front of a group and somebody, maybe it was her father, I'm not sure, tells her to imagine talking to her audience in the underwear. So of course, in TV land, that worked and it was probably funny or somewhat funny, but it never really worked for real people. <laughs> not for me either. In <laughs> fact, it, it makes me more nervous just thinking about it. So I certainly would recommend <laughs> And that. Uh, when I'm talking about visualization, I mean something very different. You want to visualize the whole day going well, not just the speech itself. Focusing on the speech can make you even more nervous, but focusing on everything around the speech before and after and the positive reaction of the listeners can help. So can you give us a more detailed example maybe? 
Absolutely. Uh, imagine getting up on the day of your presentation. You feel great. You're dressed well. The commute to the office is smooth. There isn't much traffic. Maybe you get a compliment from some stranger. When you get there, everyone is ready and excited to hear what you have to say. You feel confident and you're providing something of value to your listeners. And the reactions show it. They're attentive, responsive. They ask great questions and afterwards, they thank you. You feel accomplished and later you have a great dinner with some yummy dessert, uh, maybe even with a special friend. That's what I mean by having a great day. Well, that's definitely way better than imagining people in their underwear, huh? <laughs> uh, I totally agree. So when's the best time to do that, to do the visualization? So I recommend you start your visualizing several days ahead. Once or twice a day should work. Uh, there's so many different techniques that you can use to help really reprogram your brain, and visualization is one of them. The bottom line is we all have the opportunity to have a sense of agency and control when we're in these nervous situations, and from that we can learn to be more confident. So thanks so much, Matt. I know that you've helped so many people. And if you're interested in learning more about Matt's tips and tricks, you could pick up his book, Speaking Up Without Freaking Out by Matt Abrahams. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you to lead and influence. And if you'd like to learn more about compelling communication, I invite you to read my best-selling books, Smart Talk and Ace Your Interview, and listen to my other podcast, Smart Talk. As always, your success is my business. Again, thanks to Audible.com for supporting our channel. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 180,000 downloadable titles, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For public speaker listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. Just go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. Hi, I'm Mike Nolsmith. Now, if you'd like to be a more compelling communicator, I invite you to read Lisa's best-selling book, Smart Talk, and Ace Your Interview. I found them really inspiring. Now, also, I'd like to encourage you to become a Lisa VIP like me by visiting lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. Yeah, that's lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. Finally, you can learn more about Lisa's keynotes and workshops at lisabmarshall.com. Or if you have a question for Lisa herself, send it to publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com.